What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Make It Work podcast. This is Stephanie. And this is Morgan. And how have you been? How was your week? It's kind of weird because we preloaded recording when Morgan was here. And so now we're finally recording again after a couple weeks and we've missed you. We've missed you. Not a fan of the, you know, Skype recording anymore now that we've recorded in person, but it will have to do. Yeah, I'll have to do for a while until we can have the money to like, you know, fly back and forth just to record or some shit. Oh, that would be the dream, wouldn't it? It would. Just be like, you know, we'll meet at the beach house to record once a week. It's fine. <laughs> oh, my God. I would die. <laughs> That's the goal. That's the goal. So share with your friends. So that way we can make it to that goal. <laughs> share with your friends so that we can, like, make more money than what a lowly little nurse makes. And then we can, like, have a vacation home. Help us get a vacation home. That would be you. so awesome. Or, you know what? Just, like, pay minimal bills. That'd be cool. What? <laughs> I don't know. If we honestly, if we made $10 from this, I'd be fucking ecstatic. <laughs> I think if we went by like our listens the and the one kind of ad that we were offered from the platform that we disperse this podcast from, mm-hmm. we could have like $30. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because we've had almost 5,000 listens. So yeah, we're about there. Yeah. I'm total the whole time on everyone. <laughs> share, share, share. Share, share, share. Can also though it's kind of weird to think about that like our voices have played somewhere five thousand times. That is weird. Oh shit. <laughs> we'll discuss that later. Did you hear that? <laughs> yes, I can hear that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that TikTok in a minute. Okay. <laughs> Today we are doing let's do not the dummies guide. The equivalent of the basic white bitch brunch take to politics, right? Yeah. We're just, you know, a, what day is it today? We're one week to election day. Mm-hmm. Which I, so Tuesday, I'll probably right? go ahead and publish this early if I can. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Tuesday right now. We're one week from the presidential election of 2020. And... We have kind of sprinkled in political bits and pieces and we know where we stand on certain things throughout the past nine, ten months of this podcast. Yeah. But we haven't actually sat down and had an actual discussion about the election coming up um, together and with you guys. Neither of us are political experts. We are nurses. (laughs) Can't reiterate that enough. (laughs) And we are white, privileged people. So the, you know, expertise as far as what what the majority of Americans are going through and things like that. um, We aren't experiencing it. We're not going to pretend to kind of understand what it's like to be in those positions. But we can certainly empathize and be educated, which we are trying to do all the time. So um, this is kind of like... Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a dummy's guide. I wouldn't say it's a guide at all. It's just the main point of this podcast, two people who don't agree on everything politically, just having a civilized conversation about it and then saying that we love each other at the end of it and going to do some self-care. Yeah, because God knows we both need that too, because it's been a long week in our house. And it is, it's just a more casual discussion. We're trying to be vulnerable and willing to learn. Like, I will talk about there's things that I've changed on that I was staunch on that I don't mind to talk about and what we're planning on voting. I will say probably for this episode, although I love Dr. Joe Jorgensen, I have dropped her name a lot. She's a 
woman running for president with a psychology degree and I think she's a badass. And I do think you should look her up just for time's sake. It'll probably be easier if we just do Trump versus Biden kind of in this scenario. I think so. Unfortunately, those are the two options. Those are the two legitimate options. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you really are not for either of them and you don't live in a swing state, yeah, right? Um, you know, if you live in like Arkansas, that's going to be glowing bright red at the end of next Tuesday night, no matter what. I feel like it's not a bad idea to go third party just to get, you know, a higher percentage of yeah. votes for them, if that's what you believe in and if you are, you know, passionate about growing a third party. And I think it's a, I think that's an important thing. Mm-hmm. And I love that idea. But for me, at least, I live in Pennsylvania. We are a big, important swing state. Yeah. And I, do, I understand being dissatisfied, but when you're in a swing state and you – if you're a rational, educated human, you know there's two options. Yeah. And you it's just got to vote for Joe Biden, you know? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go through, and it's, you know, I, what, obviously, you've heard of political standpoints. I do want to kind of give like opposing sides because some people might feel different. And we're also about this podcast of understanding people who think differently than us, but also having a calm, rational discussion. And if we happen to convince you one way or the other, talking this out, cool. If not, it was a good talk or if you hate politics and you are overwhelmed we'll see you next week it should be important to you i don't fucking like talking about it and i'm recording a podcast so fucking buckle up bitch okay (laughs) but if you really can't handle it we'll see you next week it's totally fine understandable it's been a long year yeah and i mean honestly it's been a long four years (laughs) 2020 especially we all know we all know how we feel I'm in a state that will vote red no matter what. So honestly, I probably will vote for Dr. Joe Jurgensen just because I do like a lot of what she stands for. Not everything, but a lot. And I'm more so going because I'm going to print out, you know, as far as state offices and things like that, what I can vote on here and what they stand for, because God knows I suck at names. So I'm going to literally go in with a fucking piece of paper and I'm going to vote not just for the president because I live in Tennessee. So let's be real. Trump's going to get voted in here. That's what's going to happen. I live in a red state. Yeah. Um, But I think it's an open discussion. And I think it's good to set an example that we can be friends who feel differently about things. And we still talk about stuff and we don't have to hate each other because that is the most fucked up thing in the world. If you can't be friends with people who think a little bit differently than you. No, they're racist asshole okay but (laughs) but we can have some a little bit of different views on things um we are using it's called procon.org this seems to be one of the more neutral options that we found trying to really get like more neutral positions they have all kinds of different what would you call these platforms right yeah i mean it goes it ranges from like legal like crime and justice about issues of the bail system all the way down to like should you know lgbtq people be allowed to serve in the military and it is there it's either a yes or a no or a they never said anything about it so we don't know yeah and then if you click on it they seem to have sources with quotes obviously like i said the most we can do is click through these and research these we are not journalists so don't hold it against us we at least tried to have a neutral source and do a little bit of research and have some backing um, some of these, okay, I'm going to be totally honest. I don't know shit about foreign policy. We'll start there so I can get that out of the way. That's what the TikTok Morgan and I were watching is about. 
my own personal feelings is I don't know why the fuck we are half the places that we are. 90% of the places that we are. I know personally, I have no true grasp of Israel, Palestine, all of that shit. I'm not gonna pretend like I do. I may sound uneducated right now, but you know what? You probably don't know how to help someone who's having an, a heart attack. So let's not judge each other, okay? <laughs> but I do think that we are places we shouldn't be. So I do like the idea of military being pulled back and maybe not spending all of our money. Morgan, would you like to share the TikTok that you found on that? Yeah, I would like to share it. Uh, it is <laughs> Chaz Cardigan on TikTok, I think. Um, I'll just play it and then we can discuss. <laughs> Almost all your taxes go to military installations on foreign bases, 800 of them, but no other country has a military base in America because it's a fear tactic. It's a fear tactic. We are a fascist police state. <laughs> fascist police state wasting your money it could go to education or making millions of jobs upgrading our energy grid but nope no 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 we are a fascist police state fascist police state so so i mean silly but it brings up a good issue of like where the fuck is all of our tax money going yeah it's true and so much of it so much of the budget goes to military and here now everything this says is that all of the candidates are pro bringing the troops home but let's all be real of course they're going to say that's a fucking election time i'm sure we could find things where they wanted to keep troops over there and i've seen multiple things well fucking trump last week said that he's going to pull the troops up by december which is a huge thing to say right before the election and that's that's a lot so i feel like this is a controversial thing but we would both say we don't understand why we're places that we are. And I see on here, one of the things is that Trump is wanting to put more money towards a military budget. I have an issue with that. Yeah. So I'm, for me, if we're going red or blue, I'm leaning towards blue on this side. I'm into less government, less military spending on that front. I think the thing that, um, you know, people who lean red on this issue would say is like okay so you're taking the money from the military which quote unquote keeps us safe and you're gonna spend it on you know socialist medicine or you know like government programs and you know the libertarian way to look at it would be like yeah stop spending money on the military stop spending money on everything stop taking people's money to spend on their places and we right. are we're not anti-troop here i don't i want to make that clear i am thankful to have them i'm thankful for the people who have served i also don't i think a lot of them are fucking done playing places that they don't want to be you know and you know becoming mentally ill because of it for the rest of their lives yeah it's hard because it is such an important part of every country is having a strong military presence and it's been a part of america's identity for so long and i don't see it changing in the near future regardless of who wins this election mm -hmm. um one of the things to keep in mind with a, with politics is that it just moves so slowly mm -hmm. aside from you know pushing in a fucking supreme court justice in 
three weeks, which yeah. I, ooh, have feelings. <laughs> like, oh, I'm fucking pissed off. Yeah. I'm fucking pissed off. And I hope that Mitch McConnell, I won't even say it, you know, I won't even say what I hope for Mitch McConnell <laughs> on this podcast because I don't want to be tracked down by the FBI. But let's just say if you can think of the worst thing that could happen to someone, think about it in your head right now. All of you, let's take a second. Get real creative. <laughs> That's what I want for Mitch McConnell. Let's say I think I have an issue with that too. I don't think that was fair. And to me, that seems kind of desperate by Trump. Like he's not sure and secure that he's going to win this election because that, that did not seem like a good call to me. But then again, he, he does stupid shit a lot. And I do think, I mean, obviously I don't like, I'm not gonna pretend like I know. I do know that the Democratic Party did push through a nominee before so they kind of fucked themselves because they had no idea that they were going to be put in this situation yeah, again. Yeah, the thing is you do this like, you think it's like a badass, you know, motion when it's on your side and mm -hmm. then now you've set a precedent for whoever wants to do it. Yeah. And that's government. You know, you like make up one thing one time. It's like Obama wasn't getting anywhere with things he wanted to do. So he did a bunch of executive orders. And now we have this fucking dipshit in office. And he's just like executive order this, executive order that. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, Obama did it too. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's hard. Oh, it's so, like, it's just so frustrating. It is because you're oh, like, okay, so yes, you had good intentions when you did it, but you just gave someone else more power. And you have, we have no idea. It's kind of like, Charlie and I talked about, it's like, do I think, I don't like Bernie Sanders, but do I think that that man has good intentions? For the most part. However, how much power that he wanted to give the president and the government in general? Okay, sure, he has good intentions. Then what if someone like Trump ends up back in office and you created that powerful of a position and that right. many choices? It's scary. Again, I, I lean more towards libertarian. I don't like that. I'm pro-leaving on here on certain things I said with Biden. I also know sometimes um, the Democratic Party is a little bit sooner to send military aid places, so that's hard. But just looking at the sheet here with the policies they have listed, it seems as if that Joe Biden, and he, he has been called more moderate, which I'm thankful for. He does want to kind of pull things back to make deals to, you know, stop creating conflict as much, it seems like. So I do like that about him personally. The interesting thing about foreign policy um, is that America is just, it's not, not by size, but we're, it's the biggest country, you know, just mm -hmm. the, our story, how the country started. Um, Very alpha energy. Alpha, big alpha energy. And in a lot of countries, America like American presence is important to them and it does provide safety. So it's, it's just all of this is so hard because nothing is black and white. Mm -hmm. There's always gray area with every issue. And it's like, do we want our troops out of danger? A hundred, like, of course we want our troops out of danger. We want everyone to be safe and taken care of. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know, unfortunately, we've already created these relationships and we've already created these problems over in other parts of the world that, you know, the easy 
thing to say is like, okay, whatever, it's not our country, bring them back to their own country and let them, you know, not have to be serving in the military over in these other places. But then, then what, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like hard. leaving these, leaving places that we've already intervened into and to their own devices. Yeah. Well, isn't fair from that perspective. And the only reason that, well, not the only reason, but one of the big reasons that I think about foreign policy a lot and it's one of the main things that I relate to as far as political candidates go is because my dad is from England. So, I mean, he moved here when he was a child, but both of his parents lived their entire lives over near London and his whole family is English. So it was a big part of my life growing up. And, um, you know, when Obama was elected, like my dad and uncle sent us newspapers from London of, you know, that day and like what what the news looks like from another country mm-hmm. that has a relationship with America. Yeah. And if you butt your nose in and you make a mess and then you're like, oh, I don't want to be here anymore. That's not fair to the place that you butt your fucking nose in for no good reason. And, you know, now you're there and you you went in to fix a problem. So you have to fix the problem before you leave. I think. (sighs) (laughs) See, I see like that's a logical approach that's not taken most of the time. Most of the time they're like, hey, we're going to fix this problem. And then they fucking set up camp for years and years and years. And we were talking about earlier. Oh, here's a crutch. I may have been the one that broke your leg, but here's the crutch. Aren't I so awesome that I got you this crutch? And so that's hard. And like sitting here, I'm like, yeah, it's logical that if you create this issue, you want to set up this democratic state, you want, you know, to have these things going on that you shouldn't abandon things. But at the same time, I also think we should be listening to the people of that country. And like, if they were wanted there. Right. And, but then how do we know? Yeah. Do they vote every on, like, does every country that we have a presence in every place, do they vote on whether they want us there or not? Yeah. Who's voting? Does everybody vote? Does yeah. And how would we know? Because- is it a country that only men can vote? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just we it's a whole, foreign policy is insane because every well, every country is interconnected to every country. Like, regardless of if you have a like personal one, like one on one relationship with that country. Yeah. You know, like we're connected to countries that people have never even heard of because one of our allies is. Yeah, that's true. Um, And it kind of puts you in a between a rock and a hard state. And I'm not going to pretend like I fully understand that, like a network of favors slash agreements slash things that keep us safe or keep people who are allies safe. So I don't know. I do. As someone who leans more conservative than you, I like Biden as a Democratic nominee because he doesn't seem gung-ho to just fucking set up camp everywhere and to bring people home. So I appreciate that. But obviously, Trump's on this huge campaign of bringing the troop home. So I guess I could see where you could kind of lean to either side on that if you agree with us. Now, if you think you want to be everywhere, you're not going to agree with anybody, but whatever. Right. So, I mean, foreign policy also is like, you know, trade, travel. Yeah. Um, tariffs, all that stuff. Which we Um, could go into what choices Trump has made that has resulted in us not being able to travel certain places. I don't feel like opening that can of worms and we'll just say that's a negative in his category. How about that? How about it? How about it? It's a (laughs) negative one for him. Also that he doesn't, he wants to kind of be stricter with Cuba 
And I, I, I don't, I'm not okay with communism. I, I, I'm not a fan of a dictatorship, okay? But I also think that there's a lot more gray there than what's presented. And I would like the idea of going to Cuba. Maybe that's selfish and uneducated of me, but I also don't like that. So to me, that's not really, I don't really like that situation either. So what I don't like about what you just said is that it was selfish and uneducated of you, okay? Because we are all adults and we are all registered and eligible to vote, right? Well, I meant like, because I don't really you, have a logistical have to, reason. I just would like to I just to don't want to you Cuba. to be hard on yourself about okay. a fucking issue like foreign policy, okay? <laughs> it's, it's, is it going to affect you personally? Probably not. And unfortunately, when the way the way that people vote is what's going to affect me now in the grand scheme of things, when you're trying to pick a candidate to vote for, I kind of go as far as like greater, greater good. But I'm also coming from being a woman and being a Jew and being the daughter of an immigrant. So my perspective is different than a lot of people that live in this country. And pre-Trump, I would have said, you know, go down, do something like this, you know, go down the list of all the issues. Who do you agree with the most on? Because you're never going to agree with someone 100 yeah. percent. And that's how you vote. Yeah. And pre-Trump, <laughs> that was the advice that I would get from my parents and give out to other people that I would talk to yeah. about voting. I just feel like we are in a bizarre situation right now and i like the idea of going over the issues and going like pros and cons because a lot of people are are more in the middle mm -hmm. closer to the middle than i am for sure yeah but you know my first thought is like humanity that's where my brain goes it's like foreign policy is important is important of course we're talking about that i'm sure you know we'll talk about Taxes, healthcare, education, things like that, those specific issues. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> I don't I don't want to be harsh and I don't want to offend anyone, but the way that my brain works right now is like, okay, so the economy is your priority because it affects you the most. So just the the vast you. I'm not speaking to you directly. The, like, I'm not taking it offensively. I know yeah. that's not my number one quality or my number yeah. one concern, though. You the most. So women not having access to health care is OK as long as you get to keep your money. You get to have more money. Yeah. In your own brain. But that's not even how Biden's tax plan works. But, you know, whatever. And that's how people think about it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, transgender people not being able to serve their country is OK with you as long as, you know, it's the tax plan that you want. And, um, you know, police brutality towards people of color is, you know, negotiable when your taxes go down. And my, it just sounds so mean because I'm like, so your money is more important than other people to you. But it's like, that's, that's what it feels like to me when people are pro- Trump right now and not re not Republican, not libertarian, not conservative, but like gung ho MAGA hat wearing Trumpies. 
Yeah, because I would also say if you really were Republican or conservative, you'd have a lot of issues with what Trump has done in a lot of ways. And I don't know. I, I totally see where you're coming from. And you know that, like, socially, I am more liberal. So I, I agree. But I also know that people are, it sounds about intrinsically selfish. So they are going to vote what affects them because a lot of them are going to be like, okay, well, everybody else is going to take care of themselves. I need to take care of myself. So I'm going to vote where I lean. So I also see that side too, you know? So they're like, yes, but as much as I want this to change, will it really change by me voting for this person? But I know my taxes are going to change or I know this is going to change, but I don't even know, is he actually going to even do anything for the black community? You know? So I, I get, I, I can see where other people's brains are sitting. They're like, well, how am I supposed to ignore how I know this will definitely impact me where I haven't seen real social changes be made otherwise so it's like how am i supposed to just trust that's going to happen when it really hasn't happened you know Mm -hmm. and one of the things that bothers me about the social issues also is like um there's a supreme court decision on gay marriage it's legal there's a supreme court decision on abortion it's legal Mm -hmm. so the conversation should have ended there and this is something that um charlie and nate actually brought up on their podcast when i was speaking to them last week Mm mm-hmm and the response is, yeah, that should have shut everyone up. It's legal. Yeah. It's the law of the land. Yeah. And but it people sucks. People aren't shutting up about it. People aren't letting it go. People are trying to overturn it or just make enough noise about it to scare people that they're going to overturn it, whether or not they actually have the ability to, yeah. or, you know, if the Supreme Court would ever go back on their own ruling just a few years later i can't imagine that they would but who knows at this point well that's the thing is i don't think they would but we also live somewhere where things can be a law but then also states have their own individual rights Mm -hmm. and i mean like here that has fucked us over quite a bit abortion wise and stuff and i'm very pro-choice and you know yes legally you're allowed to get an abortion it's not against the law. Here it is. Because we were supposed to be able to have states' rights so that states could choose to do what's best for them for things like education and their own personal taxes and their roads. You know, they, it makes sense where a state would know what's best for them. But it's also shitty to trade that for, oh, well, the government said that I have right over my body, but uh makes a lot of the men, you know, in Tennessee uncomfortable. So we're at nix that real quick. But that's not the president's doing, although he has said that he's pro-life now, which he did not previously say, but he's recently changed his platform on that to align with more conservative people, which I do think is manipulation because if you're, I understand being pro-life, but I don't agree with you, but I'm going to stand on it. I, I do have a little bit of an issue with some, I don't know. I mean, I guess you can have a come to Jesus and change your mind, whatever else, but I don't think that's what happened personally. I don't think he found Jesus and decided that abortion was an issue. I have more Jesus in my life, okay, than Donald Trump does. Yeah, that's fair. So, period. Period. Okay, so what topic do you want to do next? Um, <laughs> Let's see. So criminal justice, actually, that's one other one of the things that I probably lean more liberal on. So I guess this is kind of, if you're more conservative, you're probably like, Stephanie, what the fuck? But I do have an issue with private prisons 
I have also recently changed my views on the death penalty. Ooh, let's talk about that. Yeah, say I, as a survivor of sexual assault, my kind of steadfast opinion previously was pro-death penalty. Okay, so I'm gonna take care of you the rest of your life after you've like murdered and raped a bunch of women. Like, fuck you. But that's definitely something I think I've been enlightened on and I leave room for anybody else to change their minds either way. Just seeing how many mistakes are made, how many people are wrongfully convicted and even can prove that they were innocent and then they're put to death anyways. And it's bad enough to take someone's life by imprisoning them wrongfully. It's another to truly take their life wrongfully. Wrong? Yeah, the the problem. Yeah, wrongfully. The, <laughs> <it's> like <laughs> word. The the problem is this: the system is made up of humans. Yeah, and humans make mistakes, and and police are humans, detectives are humans. They can mess up crime scenes. Witnesses are humans. They can remember things incorrectly. Juries are humans. They can be swayed emotionally one way or another. They have a really good lawyer, you know, right. They could have, you know, and unfortunately, a lot of the time people are defended by public defenders who are overworked and underpaid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a nurse, you know what that's like. Yeah. Um, It's overwhelming and it's borderline impossible to give 100 percent to everyone that you're trying to help when you just don't have the time or the resources to do so. And then, you know, and then it's a whole fucking appeals process after that, which is also a waste of taxpayer money. Yeah, it's true. You know, paying the public defenders to um, go through all of the appeals because once someone is, you know, convicted of a crime and sentenced to death, you will automatically appeal that. And then everyone has to go back and look and the appeals either accepted or denied. Yeah. And if it's accepted, then you have to go back and like resentence. And if it's denied, then you guess what? You appeal again. Yeah. And so if you just eliminate it, um, you know, maybe, maybe that's like a small chunk of change that can either be, um, paid paid back as like a debt <laughs> payment to people countries that we've been loaning money from or it's money that can be reallocated i don't really know if cost wise i would make that necessarily because if you think about the cost of maintaining a prison because i don't think it should be privatized i have a i have a big issue with that just because the, how the ability for things to go wrong in that scenario for them to profit from people being stuck in jail is terrifying i just don't see how anyone thought that was a good idea in the first place but they will cost money to keep someone in jail period end of story so but they're still in jail for that long while all the appeals are going on like people are on death row for decades yeah but it would still be if they leave because you they have to have health care so they would be given health care and live so you know what i mean so like cost of courts i feel like would probably negate you know keeping them alive and fed and whatever else for their life so maybe it's like a cost benefit analysis that i don't know maybe it's different i have no idea but i just think to me just seeing human error and being enlightened on how many people are wrongfully imprisoned or you know the rate at which the african-american community is imprisoned wrongfully i mean just that's a minimum at least we don't kill them for jesus christ like at least 
let's stop killing them until we get things sorted out. You know, yeah, we're clearly not handling things well. So maybe we just don't murder people until we're a little better. Right. (laughs) The best thing about the death penalty is that a lot of people who are like anti-abortion are also pro death death penalty. penalty. Yeah. And as I said, as where I was coming from was as a victim, you kind of have like a vengeance thing. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck you. But I, I have seen and I don't I think even one person being put to death who shouldn't have been is not worth someone losing their life. Now, I do think you should end up in jail if you do those things to the people in like life without parole. But I just I think we there's too big of a room for mistakes that I just don't think that's a good idea. And although, you know, Biden previously had been bro, pro death penalty. Because mm-hmm. it says now con, so I mean he kind of saw the light maybe recently, like I did. But that is or something. Maybe too. he's pandering. You know what? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's a <laughs> he could easily be pandering as well. Yeah. So that's a. I appreciate that it's now this, but it's kind of like the foreign policy thing. Like, is it that he's pandering and he's more conservative and okay with the death penalty? I don't know. But at least now a standing is con. I'm guessing if it's something that's changed recently, he probably won't do a whole lot about it. You know. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be where he puts his effort at. Um, I neither of them agree with defunding the police. I don't I don't fully understand the defunding process. I don't think that's the best idea just because of someone working in the emergency room. I do work with police officers quite a bit and they do provide necessary things. I just think that maybe a little bit more requirements, training, stuff like that could be useful. I want the police defunded. You do? I don't. I mean, I don't want <laughs> defunded is such a weird word because it's like. It sounds like you're going from, you know, whatever the number is now to zero. Yeah. Well, because it sounds, it, it's not reallocated or funded less. It's defunded. Sounds pretty. Well, the, well, that's, that's the fucking problem with using words, honestly. <laughs> like, everything sucks. <laughs> and nothing is, nothing is construed correctly. Because a lot of the people who are saying defund the police, it's like, it's, it's a shock. It's like defund the police. It's like getting an emotional reaction out of people. It's a simple question. It's a simple statement. Defund the police. You could put it on a poster. Yeah. Hashtag defund the police, whatever. But, you know, if you look into it a little bit more, it is it is a reallocation of resources. That I'm pro. Is the goal. Yeah. So it's like, let's not continue to increase by millions and millions of dollars every year. The police budget you know, state by state, county by county, however they do it. And instead of, you know, updating everyone's guns every year or whatever the fuck they do with their money, you know, have that have that um, police budget, but separate it. So it's like, you know, 50% of that goes to the people that it was always going to. And then, you know, 10% goes to having social workers on call all the time. And another 10% goes to like, you know, more having a bigger EMS budget um, and reallocating resources that way. And I, this is probably because I lean this way that I see this kind of stuff, like co- come up on my social media, come up on like the news that I um, read and watch And you wouldn't see that if you were kind of like towards the middle or towards the right, because defund the police is just such a strong sentence. And it just sounds 
harsh and ridiculous and yeah. unsafe. Yeah. Which it would be to do that. <laughs> See, that's where I've seen like they've seen like reformation or like reallocation and like words like that, which is not like what we're looking at right now. We're looking at like a line item technically. Yeah. And I do think, and I've seen some people who come in are like, actually, I've seen other police officers be like, defund the police. I'd love to see a social worker talk someone down. I'm like, you you probably would if you brought one. I don't have a <laughs> fucking gun and I talk people down every goddamn day. It can be done. Probably yeah, lot we didn't fucking have any easy. guns and we stopped someone you know, going through a fucking manic episode from leaving the hospital and hurting herself last night. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, that's a possibility. That's not outlandish by any means. So... There, my opinions change a little bit. So I do think things need to change. I just don't, I, but I do see extremes presented where they're like, why does this go here anyways? Da, 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 da. And then you would just have anarchists who are just like, fuck it, burn it all to the ground. We don't need anybody, you know? And so. those people I secretly admire. <laughs> the people that are taking the fucking tear gas that the cops are throwing at them and throwing it back. They're just straight up like, grabbing a fucking tear gas thing and throwing it back at the police amazing that's terrifying i bow down to you sir you um, scare me you are me. stronger than i am <laughs> <laughs> you unsettle me but i respect you i don't agree with you but i do respect the effort i'll give you that i'm inspired <laughs> and i'm also a little scared <laughs> more scared <laughs> <laughs> I'm more inspired than I am scared. <laughs> All right, that works. Okay, what do we want to cover next? Do you think weed should be legal? Hell yeah. Fuck, fuck, fuck yeah, the government getting involved. And everyone that's in jail for selling weed or buying weed or having weed on them yeah. should be let out of prison. You know what? I trust cops to know someone's too fucked up to drive because I feel like that's a major argument against it. If you pull somebody, I have friends who are major stoners. If you pull someone over and they're fucked up, okay, they go to jail. Fine. But like, other than that, like driving, what what is the harm? They're taxing the shit out of it anyways. You might as well let them make money when you legalize it. Then you can stop fucking taxing everybody else for everything. Mm -hmm. I just don't, I feel like, especially what was that thing we watched on Netflix about all the drug crimes and shit? What was that show? Oh my God. It was just talking about, especially the black community and how much they were affected by drug crimes and like the war on drugs and stuff. Oh my God. Oh, the 13? Yes, 13. I mean, oh, I've already- If you haven't watched 13, people, you need to watch it. It's amazing. It's so good. It was so good. But like, I don't know. I just, there's, again, we wouldn't have to worry about how much fucking money we're spending on prison if we- just I'll, I don't see the understanding with the whole drug thing because a lot of times it's not the people who are really causing havoc that end up in jail. It's a lot of users who really just need a rehabilitation program. And we work, which I have a soft spot for drug addicts a lot of times. Not the ones I see two times a week. They can go fuck themselves. But like people who really need help. And I don't think jail is where you get help because there's just more drugs and it's... Mm, no, I have. I I think drugs. I think weed should be legal. Honestly, I don't have an issue with any of it. I think that the cartel might become a bigger problem if we made all drugs legal, but especially weed. Fuck it, I don't care. Yeah, weed's kind of like the main one right now, and you know that's been for a long time. Like legalized marijuana, legalized marijuana. I love marijuana. I do, mm -hmm. and I think the fact that it's like decriminalized in a lot of places and that you can go to your physician and get, you know, approved for medical marijuana is a wonderful thing. <sighs> I just feel like it doesn't do much harm. Yeah. My Nana, however, will tell you that all drugs should be legal. 
and that over in other countries, they take care of their drug addicts by portioning out drugs. That's a little extreme. And so they, so no one over, or no, not no one, but you know, it's like, you're not overdosing. You can like wean off of things without going through withdrawal. Yeah. Um, you know, people who want help. There's just so many ways to do everything. It is overwhelming, but yeah, I'm not leaning that far. If pro. We're just going weed. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that either. It's not on, it's not on the table in this country yet. <laughs> I, don't, I don't foresee it happening in our lifetime. Yeah. But weed would be cool. Yeah. Weed is just, I don't know. And weed would be important and we would make a lot of money. Yeah. We make a ton of money. They're taxing the shit out of it. I feel like that benefits everyone. I don't know. I just, uh, I don't understand the fucking harm in it. Okay. So now we've done some of the stuff that I am more liberal on. I would say leaning liberal on. And there is more. Let's talk about things we disagree on for a second. Okay. Okay. So number one probably being how do you stand on student loan forgiveness? Forgive me. (laughs) (laughs) Um. The thing about student loan forgiveness is that I really want it for my own (laughs) self and my own Your own selfish purposes? Yeah, for my own selfish purposes. Just like I was talking about earlier? I get... (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) I get... I personally am pissed off about my student loans because I have great credit. I was going... I had already gone to school for four years and had loans through Sally Mae that were technically in my name, but my dad was a co-signer on them. Mm -hmm. So we got a better interest rate with that. God bless my parents. They paid back my loans from Bloomsburg, my four-year university. That was the deal. They pay for four years and then anything after that's on me. So they pay back my loans, you know, on time. My parents have great credit too. Mm-hmm. And then I decided I wanted to go to nursing school. So I, you know, got in touch with a couple different banks because the f- I got, you know, approved for the max federal loan, but that's only $12,500 and nursing school costs a lot more than that. Yeah. And so I needed, and I was doing a one year program that I couldn't work through. And that was my own decision. Um, but I needed to over borrow so that I could, you know, pay for my car and pay to feed myself and to live essentially. Yeah. So I needed to borrow like 50, 60 grand additionally to pay the rest of my tuition and then to have like 10,000 extra dollars for the year just in my account that I could live off of. Mm-hmm. I got a hard, like I'm paying like 12% interest on my student loan Woof. with having a great credit score already having loans in my name that were being paid off every month. Yeah. And, you know, I shopped around too. And my, you know, my dad was like, unless it makes a big difference in your interest rate, I am, I can't co-sign for you again. My name's already on too many things because he paid for Zoe's college too. Yeah. So I don't have a co-signer, which of course makes a little bit of a difference, but you know, I was an adult who had already been working for years and had good credit and was, you know, and I got butt fucked. Yeah. And you know, now I'm, my plan is once, once all this COVID stuff is over and I, you know, my federal loan unfreezes. Cause right now I'm getting a deal on my federal loan with the way that 
that student loans work right now in this year mm-hmm. is that they're not collecting interest and you can just kind of like pay at them and get rid of them if you want to, or you don't have to pay for them right now at all. And you can wait until you, you know, have more money yeah. from, for people who aren't working. Um, so I'm waiting for that benefit for me to be over before I like reconsolidate and hopefully get a better, better interest rate. Mm-hmm. But I got really fucked by my student loan company, Sally Mae, go fuck yourselves. Rapers. And, you know, by the time I pay my loans back, if I were to stick with them and do the plan that I signed the contract at, I will be paying $120,000. That's a lot of fucking money. Um, which is insane. And it gave me diarrhea when I first saw the paperwork. Yeah. And my dad was like, yeah, that's just a part of life. If you don't have the cash and you want to go to school for something, you have to take a loan out. And that's what they do. They, That's how they get you. Yeah. And that part sucks. And that, don't get me wrong. I mean, that sucks. And I feel like there's, I know so many people in that situation. However, I don't feel like the government's responsible for it. I disagree. And I know we feel differently. And I don't, I don't think that the government's responsible for loans. I don't think they're responsible for paying for higher education. I just, the money has to come from somewhere. And why not all the money that we throw towards the military and the police? How about if we actually it? take it down then and we're reallocating everywhere that needs it? I would rather go to that than uh, socialized healthcare, which is also something we disagree on. It's pissing me off. I know. But look at the VA. I'm telling you, I know something needs to change, but not what they are wanting to do. Well, we need to meet okay. in the middle, like the country song, you know, like the meet in the middle. <laughs> no, I don't like country music. Don't sing country music at me right now, Stephanie Johnson. <laughs> How angry do y'all think I can get Morgan? <laughs> angry enough to hang up on me? <laughs> no. We're, no, not if we, there's a possibility that we could ever make money on this podcast. No, I'm not going to hang up. <laughs> <laughs> I just, um, I totally get where you're coming from. And as somebody who like loves you and care about you, I want to take care. Like, I want them to fix that. But then I have to look at the logistics of everyone I know who has that much debt. And I'm like, what? where would it come from now how could they restructure the program to lower interest rates and be like this is fucked up you're not allowed to charge them over i don't know five percent six percent we can discuss maybe a little bit of like reeling in but not loan forgiveness where'd it come from okay what about if if the government were to pay the loan companies all of the interest, but people who borrowed money had to pay, like government forgives everything. And then the people who took out loans have to pay the government back the dollar amount that they took out. That seems a little bit more reasonable. I also, I don't know, cause then it's because, all- like, you know, it's a contract. Kyle and I have talked about this before. And what we came to was he was right and I was wrong, which like makes me want to throw up. But yeah, you do sign a contract. Yeah. It's a legally binding document. Yeah. And it sucks. You took money. You have to pay it back. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And, and I mean, there should be probably some interest. And that's part of me, too, is like, OK, yeah. Do I think it's unreasonable what they do? Yes, because they get to be the only, it's kind of like healthcare. I think it's fucking unreasonable what they do. But then when you give the government power to intervene, then the government has more power, which then creates more conflict. So then I'm stuck in putting a rock in a fucking hard place because I'm like, I don't want to give the more government more power and more ability to get involved in this shit because they fuck up so much shit. 
like th- they fuck up so much shit but at the same time i do think it's unreasonable like i agree it's unreasonable that you pay double the amount or that there's people who have paid thousands and thousands and thousands into it and their principle hasn't changed at all and so do i think that something should change yes but like the current proposed method i don't agree with and i feel the same way about healthcare. so what i take from the left wing reasoning behind forgiving student loan debt is that it frees up a huge percentage of the population to spend money on things that they haven't been spending money on because they have to pay back their student loans. Okay. But then you have, you know, a thousand dollars more per month Mm -hmm. that you get to keep. You're going to travel. You're going to go, you know, do touristy things in the country. You're going to go eat at restaurants and help boost the economy. You're going to buy a house with the money that you will save. So that's where, that's where the left is coming from when it, as opposed to like, you know, it's like the left's version of trickle down economics, right? So you cut taxes for the people who are super rich so that they have more money to funnel down to the people trickle down the money, right? That's the basic concept of trickle down economics. Except for they don't really, they're right, because people money. are selfish and bad at the core yeah. of all humanity. Yeah. Right. Well, okay. <laughs> you and Charlie both. Okay. But here okay, so selfishly coming at this, I don't have student loans. I Yeah, you and Kyle both feel the same way. And to that I say congratulations. Yeah. Well say well, I mean like I did I wanted to go away to school and I didn't. I went to a school that I purposely chose because I got a full ride. I have thought about going back to school and I would have to take out student loans. So I do think I have like some skin in the game. So yeah, like if it writ out if it were written out and forgiven. I would benefit because I want to go back to school, but, or if they made it free or I got allocated a certain amount of money, like, yes, I would benefit. But as someone who did, who didn't go away to school to try to get the scholarships and then somebody who would possibly pay more in taxes, we, we work in a bracket where we can't afford to get out of shit and we pay a considerable amount of tax money because we make enough money to get taxed at a considerable amount and not enough money to pay to get out of the taxes that were getting put upon us. So I do right. think at our income level, we personally would be paying into that. So that's a little bit hard for me. And I don't, well, I just, I'm also against the government getting involved in more shit. Well, that's also what Kyle has said too. He's like, part of the problem with student loans is that the government put policies in place for public colleges. Yeah. You know, like public colleges are benefit from government interference because, you know, they're getting all of these tax breaks or whatever their benefits are. And so they're like jacking up the prices of tuition. Mm-hmm. Um, which means that people need to take out loans to be able to go to college. Yeah. And then in order for people to take out loans to get into college, Federal loans don't pay for college yeah. <laughs> anymore. You know, a, not a decent portion of it, at least. Yeah. And it, it's like a it's the worst possible mix of government and capitalism that has ever existed. But that's the thing is that it's just 
because if the government wasn't involved at all and they had to, and people had to compete to get your loan, so if they had to compete for you to pay and there was no government involvement, don't you think that capitalism would take care of that? Think about like an Amazon. Like you have somebody who offers free shipping, you're gonna go with free shipping. If you have different stores that offer cheaper products, you're gonna go with that. So if the government stepped out of it, more than likely you would benefit from the capitalist thing because there is benefits to having them compete for your business because they're making a fuck ton of money off of you. So if it was open up that they could all compete for you with different lower interest rates, don't you think that'd be more beneficial to all of us? Yeah, but I think if you take the government out of it, then discrimination gets involved too. So it's like, what's, what's the balance? Like, you know, because someone needs to be involved as far as regulations go so that there isn't discrimination based off of, you know, gender, skin color, religion. But that's different that than how much policy. Yeah, like, but if it's a private company and you type, you know, your name is Stephanie Johnson and you're a white female trying to get a loan because they ask you all that information. Or maybe if the government wasn't involved, they wouldn't even ask that information. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Or it's like... I don't know. I don't either. There, there has to be some level of. But do you think that if that was happening and it, we created a system, like if people knew like, hey, this company is being racist. I mean, think about Gen Z and our millennial generation. If you found out fucking Sally Mae versus, I don't know, fucking I, Sally Mae's always want to hear of, let's say fucking yeah. Hoover and Sally Mae's being a racist piece of shit. Do you think they're going to get fucking canceled now and in this yeah. time and age? You know what I mean? So I feel like we have more communication, but we would have to be something that's open. But it's a problem, a definite problem I haven't thought of. But to me, I've never seen government get involved and things get substantially better. I think of the DMV, I think of healthcare. The Medicare and Medicaid have caused 80% of the issues of what? Like, Charlie, our income, majority of the income in our house, my partner hates the government more than anyone I know. Well, not like in a fucking crazy terrorist way, but like, <laughs> he's very libertarian. His whole job wouldn't exist if it weren't for Medicare and Medicaid. He makes most of the money in our home because of all the regulations they have and that he works on billing based on that kind of stuff. So like our income benefits from it, but we both fucking hate it. Yeah. And it's government involvement that created most of the problems. So then it's hard to think to give them more power to fuck up more shit. That's very, it's hard to give them more power to fuck up more shit is going to drink every time I say that. <laughs> so, okay. Again, when it comes to health, you know, health insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, the good thing about the Affordable Care Act was, you know, the whole pre-existing conditions protections because we mm -hmm. did not have that before. And I will tell you from personal experience, mm -hmm. because I like the word asthma was in my medical record from when I was like 10 years old. Mm -hmm. I was not allowed to be on my parents insurance as a teenage that like a tween and teenager because my i made my dad got his health insurance through work mm -hmm. this was pre-obama and my parents had to go and and buy me my own health insurance out of pocket because the work insurance wouldn't cover me because i had asthma yeah I they made me do a whole phone interview with them about like my entire medical history when i was like i don't know 15 or something ridiculous like that um and they rejected me <laughs> i wasn't allowed to be on my dad's health insurance yeah 
and that's problematic. It's also, I, where they say is like, is it allowed to have somebody be forced to cover like on birth control and stuff? To me, I think there's so much of it. Again, I think this ties into the abortion thing too. The fact that the government was involved in the first place, like for them saying that you don't have to cover birth control, they shouldn't have said that you have to cover it because then they got involved in the first place. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, like they're creating an allowance or how they said about gay marriage, how like by them saying that they're allowed to get married as like allowed to have gay marriage, that they're saying it's any of their goddamn business who gets married anyways. You know what I mean? So it's like when they're coming in and they're saying you do or don't have to cover things, that shouldn't be any of their goddamn business. Like it shouldn't have been involved in the first place, but it is unbelievably fucked up. And we have you same thing with you withdrawing out of other countries, what we have done to healthcare that they can not cover you as their child. Like that is, right. uh, that's astounding. It's not okay. But how do we get here? You know what I mean? And then you give them, like you give more opportunities and you create Obamacare. And then there's people who are paying penalties if they don't have Obamacare. And then they get Obamacare and they can't go to a lot of the doctors. They can't get in to see people and they can only get seven medications a month while they're on like Medicaid here. You know, so it's like nothing is being done correctly. I have no idea what the fuck we need to do. I will not pretend like I have any idea, but I don't, I don't see anybody who's recommending something that I like. You know who you, who you may like. And if anyone is resonating with Stephanie on this, because I definitely, like, I am not, <laughs> not happy with how healthcare is mm-hmm. run in this country at all. Yeah. And it's such a big topic because we're like in this weird in between, between like having government funded health insurance and medicine versus not. Yeah. And, you know, now we're stuck in this weird limbo. I I mean, I will tell you that the people that I am related to in England are, you know, big fans of their national health system. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, people up north in Canada, I've, I've spoken to and they don't have any problem with the way that their hospitals or their, you know, medications and procedures are covered. See, I've heard the opposite. I've heard a lot of people in Canada not happy with how things are run and how long it takes to get into places and like they come to America for treatments or even like my disease and a support group, people from Canada who come down here for treatment because they can't get access to things up there because they're socialized. But then they also are like, what do you mean it costs $10,000 to have a baby? So- they're not all satisfied either yeah so i don't think i don't know i've heard better things i think from out of england than i have out of canada i don't know the difference didn't research it yeah i'm not gonna pretend like i know what the difference is yeah but i've heard i've heard less negative comments and maybe that's just because i've heard more canadian comments yeah, in general that's definitely possible so maybe but it seems like whatever england's doing is working better but from my understanding, like outpatient care offices, getting access to treatments when you're not like in an emergent situation, which is here, like anybody who fucking says here that they're having a heart attack and couldn't be taken care of is full of shit because there's MTALA. You have to be taken care of when you are in labor in an emergency. You are not allowed to be turned away. Your bill might be fucking astronomical and I'm not going to minimize that. But like people are full of shit here that they're not taking care of in an emergency. <laughs> That's not happening. It's literally it's so illegal. <laughs> so let's all get that out of the way that twitter bullshit out of the way well the other i'm gonna just go back because i forgot to actually mention what i would oh, recommend so sorry. <laughs> sorry sorry you recommend you recommend no, i got total off track 
there's this guy on YouTube, Dr. Z. Have you ever seen him? Yeah. He, from what I can tell, seems to be all about kind of giving, giving, I don't know about like health insurance and bills and coverage and all of that, but as far as like actual hands-on healthcare, giving power back to the physicians and not Medicare guidelines, right? So for example, ow, my hip hurts. I'm at the hospital, ow, my, like I fell and my hip hurts. Mm -hmm. And the doctor looks at you and they do an x-ray and they're like, Okay, um, you broke your hip. Yeah. But in order for your insurance to cover it, um, I need to get an MRI and you need to do physical therapy for six weeks before your insurance will cover surgery. Even though you can't walk. Even though, right. Yeah. Shit, shit like that. So yeah. his his point of view is like, I'm a doctor. <laughs> I went to medical school. I've been practicing. I did my residency. I did my, you know, specialty, whatever the fuck doctors do. I don't even know anymore. And I see that this person's hip is broken and I see that they need surgery to fix it. I couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with you more that if you are qualified enough to practice medicine that you should be trusted. Do you feel like, okay, not all, because you're not crunchy granola by any fucking means, right? Crunchy granola conspiracy theorist people think that a lot of people in medicine jump to surgery, jump to medications that aren't necessary, typically also tend to be left-leaning and would not be okay with that because they would think that doctors would be doing procedures and medications they shouldn't be doing. Yeah, I mean, of course people would think that. But I'm saying, like, left-leaning <laughs> side. the other thing is, are they the, major- the majority of the people or are they just the loudest people? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, yeah, the loudest people and where that side might be causing issues in that realm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like I'm pro what you're saying, fucking on board. I think most healthcare professionals would be. Also, I don't, I, I'm sitting here, we have been very clear, we don't know what's going on foreign policy. How are you gonna come up in our house and tell us that what you need for a broken hip? Tr- you, Trump tried to tell people to drink bleach. He has no idea what the fuck is going on, okay? Yeah. He shouldn't be making medical decisions. Period, end of story. Let people with medical degrees make medical decisions. Right. So I'm on board with that. And that's, that's, that's where it's like, okay, so I lean left. Um, but not, but not on everything, you know? So it's a, it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just a difficult situation. Although I, I just don't know. Although I think that, you know, having kind of like blanket healthcare for people is, would be important. And I think having more mental health care facilities for people to go to is important and would make my life a lot easier and would make my job a lot easier. Yeah. Um, instead, you know, your choices when you're like in a schizophrenic episode are the hospital or jail yeah. or die on the streets. Yeah. How is that fair? Not that I want to be hanging out with people who are going through a, like a manic schizophrenic episode, but they need a safe place to go. Yeah, that's fair. And the resources just don't exist. The resources don't exist. Well, and then there's the FDA, which is its own fucking can of worms. Oh, which I don't even want to don't know. even get me fucking started on the FDA, which is a government organization. Well, not even a government organization. Someone that our money goes to that mandates drugs and impacts our healthcare system, but isn't actually the government. You would think it would be based on how they operate and what they get to do, but they're not. Morgan and I won't get started because we're already at an hour. 
But okay, <laughs> I will also say as someone who does lean more conservative, I made the assumption that Biden would be looking more towards a socialized healthcare, especially after the whole Bernie situation this year. Mm-hmm. He he's okay with the Affordable Care Act, which I mean, like it's already in place. I think it has issues. I think that we need to work on it. But he is not for a Medicare for all. He is pro being able to import prescription drugs, which I'm guessing means that he would get involved with the FDA being a pain in the fucking ass. Because that's a huge thing of why our drugs cost more is that to come here from a foreign country, they have to pass FDA like like Botox as an example. It cost at at cost is about I think eight dollars a unit here is six to eight dollars a unit and other places it's like three or four because somebody is sitting there from the FDA to watch it be made. That's just an example I know of personally, like, yeah, like numbers wise. So literally almost double. Um, so he is not about the Medicare for all. He's okay with importing drugs, which shows Trump. Um, he's pro Narcan being available, which I mean, I don't want people to die. I don't think it, I don't think you try heroin for the first time because you have Narcan. Um, they are both pro Trump is pro government intervening to lower prescription drug costs and ending surprise medical building, which is not super conservative of Trump. That's because Trump isn't a conservative. He's a panderer and a a liar. That's true. It's true. But I'm saying like (laughs) as somebody sitting here. Right. I, you know, I kind of I'm didn't think I would align more with Biden's thoughts on healthcare. That was not what I was expecting at all. So. Which is I'm looking at these like look at the health, the literally the healthcare. They they have all the same views. Other than is uh, is Affordable Care Act good for Americans? They disagree. Well, and that's the main one because that's like the hot button issue right now. And now that the Supreme Court is different, yeah. it's being brought up more. Yeah, I think. Which I mean, um, they like obviously now think they can go to the Supreme Court and decide what's ruled. Or, I mean, they could go to the Supreme Court and decide to not cover pre-existing conditions. So then, you know, that's a huge part of that. Too, you know, so the. Honestly, the private health insurance thing didn't work because people were being denied for pre-existing conditions. Yeah. I was one of those people for fucking asthma as a child. Yeah. Which is that's bullshit. Super common. And at that point in my life, I was not on any asthma medications. Like I was not being treated for asthma. It was like a possibility when I had these debilitating allergies growing up that they were like what the fuck right so that wasn't perfect what we're dealing with now is not perfect no bernie's like his own category politically yeah i think he's a socialist (laughs) yeah so and you know what I would have loved to see a Jew in the White House. I don't think it'll ever happen, but it would have been really cool. I don't fucking like Bernie. He's a yeller. He reminds me of my fucking grandparents. I'm not interested. Okay. Um, My mom doesn't like him. She can't stand his Bernie bros just the way, like the same way that people can't stand like the crazy Trump people that like wear the hats and the shirts and hang flags off their pickup trucks and yeah. Go to rallies and act like dickheads. I was going to say, it's kind of like the pro. I like, I have a gun. 
I'm okay with guns. Or we'll say, actually, no, I don't have a gun in this house, obviously. If things were to change, we've already gotten rid of all of our weapons. However, <laughs> um, I am okay with guns. I get super uncomfortable with anyone being really pro-gun, right? Yeah. Like people who feel super strongly about it just make me uncomfortable. I'm like, I agree like, why with do you, you care so much. Yeah, I'm like, I agree with you, but like you're read the energy in the room. It's a weapon. <laughs> Let's calm down. So I think anybody who feels that strongly and can't see the negatives, we need to talk. You know, my problem with crazy gun people. And this is another thing that I talked to Charlie and Nate about um, on the Good Morning Liberty podcast. We'll give them a little plug. Yeah. Was, you know, OK. The gun, the crazy gun people are like, we need to keep our guns to protect ourselves from a fascist government that tries to come and take our rights away. Okay. Yeah. You know, okay. If that happens, you should be able to protect yourself. Sure. Now, I don't know enough about it, but like, not, a, I have like automatic weapons. I'm like, what the fuck do you need that for, right? If you're just using it for home protection, I feel like you can get away with a handgun. And if you're using it to go hunting, I feel like you can get away with a rifle. But I don't know enough about it, so I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Well, I know right, there's so already like, things. We need our guns to protect ourselves if the government like comes to try to attack us. And then <laughs> this year, people are protesting for Black Lives Matter. The police are out of fucking control. And... Trump is sending in the National Guard. It's like a militarized police presence. And the crazy gun people are siding with the police. I, I can't imagine promoting anyone getting involved in that. And I'm, I don't know, as a, as a possible gun owner, <laughs> that's not what I'm looking for. I'm more so like having the security of, a, of if I'm walking to my car and I have a man who's told me he's going to find me and kill me and wait for me outside every day, or in my home if someone breaks in, because you know we have an alarm system and there's gonna be some people deterred by that, but if they're not, they're coming to fucking kill me and I'm gonna shoot them first. So that's what I want a gun for. And I also like part, this is where I'm not libertarian. I understand the need for background checks because I see real psychos every day, you know? <laughs> But I also can see where they're coming from and they're like, okay, well, then the government can make up reasons for anybody not have a gun and really control it, blah, blah, blah. I, I get right, where they're like coming from. For example, if you voted for Donald Trump in 2020, <laughs> you are not allowed to have a gun. And personally, I feel like that's a fair rule. But should the government be involved? Yes. <laughs> see, I disagree there. But if you have, I don't know, pulled a weapon on someone in a hospital and you know try to murder people before no you shouldn't have guns there is things like that in place now there's just maybe could there be more extensive with certain parameters yes i differ a little bit there i don't think everyone should have a gun but we also have dealt with actual psychopaths you know i've been around someone that makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up yeah. i don't want them having a gun there's some people in my life now that it unsettles me that they have guns it makes me nervous are you already know i think i'm gonna get murdered so <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, but anyways, basically I'm pro gun. I mean, I haven't heard Biden be really anti-gun anyway. So if you are pro gun, I haven't heard that Trump's pro gun. So that's a point there, I guess, if that category, 
know, but Trump uses fear tactics. He's literally like, Biden's going to take away your guns. And yeah. if you're listening to this and you're like, Biden's going to take away my guns or Biden's going to take away my dad's guns or my mom's guns or, you know. Yeah. It's not the case. It's a fucking am- the second amendment in the goddamn constitution. It's not going anywhere. Have you seen that TikTok where it's like they were like, uh, well, I can't remember the first amendment is now, but they're like, the second is that we all have guns. That was the second thing we want to make a rule about. Are you that okay? That was very important to us back then. <laughs> and, you know, rightfully so back then. Yeah. Which I, Same I with the amendment for, like, soldiers illegally quartering soldiers <laughs> or whatever. Like, okay, that's that's what amendments are for. Like, I just, ugh. People who are like, the Constitution, the Constitution, the Constitution. I'm like, yeah, but who made it? A bunch you know? of white men. <laughs> Old white men. So you probably- just got finished fighting a traumatic war. <laughs> <laughs> PTSD driven. Old white men. Here's the thing. As a woman or, you know, as an African-American or any other ethnicity in this country, I think if you personally have been considered half a human by a document, you have a little less respect for it. Just... I think that is what it is. There's certain things I'm like, uh, yes, no, yes, no. Like, I agree here. Maybe we can adapt that some year. As someone who didn't count as a human right. being previously, I have uh, some issues with the document, you know? Like, uh-huh. I have, I have some bones to pick. I have some bones to pick. I mean, I'm sure African-American people feel the same. They're like, I, I would consider myself a whole human, a, I, a whole vote. <laughs> I think I count entirely, and I agree. I mean, I, so I have some, some bones to pick there. Um, I'm going to be totally honest. I want to try to get this up before the election. We're at an hour and 13 minutes. Do we want to do okay. closing thoughts or is there any topics that you feel like we need to definitely address? I think we can do closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. I think that was a pretty good overview. Okay. I, was saying, I don't mean to cut off, but I'm like, okay, editing wise, it'll take me yeah. a lot longer. And if I can get this up this weekend, I would like to before election time. Okay. Okay, cool. So. We both got our thoughts out there. We do have differences in thoughts. It seems actually, you know what? I think we more have difference in solutions. Yeah, I think that's the majority of people in the country. Mm-hmm. We agree that there are problems. The, the issue is how do we fix it? And is the government the best way to do that? Yeah. And I think... There's problems and there's certain ways. And I know as Morgan is that we're more willing to meet in the will- middle and have a conversation. And I think if more people could talk like we did today, that we would be in a much better place. Uh, yeah. The conversations are frustrating at times and they take a long time to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, I'm I'm guilty of just not having the conversations, right? Like, th- I, I thank God I'm working on Thanksgiving this year. Really, <laughs> is all I can say. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm not willing to go and have those have that conversation with the side of the family that is pro-Trump. Yeah, or part some of the people on that side of the family. Yeah, I'm curious um, how that's gonna go. And so it's like sometimes it's, you know, good to have these conversations, especially if you care about the person and you know that it's all coming from a place of respect. It's coming from a place of discourse. It's coming from, you know, understanding the issues that each other has in their own personal lives and wanting better life for yourself and for them, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
I'm not willing to talk to my aunt and uncle about politics because, frankly, I don't give a fuck, Richard and Lori, <laughs> about your lives if you're going to vote for Trump. Fuck you. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Morgan's not saying You did it fun. once. Don't make the same mistake again. Okay. Well, I think my mom will kill you if you do. Okay, bye. Okay. Okay, here's the thing. We are saying that we understand conservative points. It's very hard for me as a um, definitely moderate, maybe leaning towards conservative libertarian thing to have a lot of issues with Biden. There, The Democratic Party did something I asked them to. They put someone more moderate up, somebody who I can tolerate. I, is he my number one choice? No, he says some really fucked up stuff. However, I can see my issues. I can see my standings. I am more moderate. This is a shitty choice 2020. I'll probably vote for Jurgison because I live in a state that's going to go red anyways. But I'm not panicking about Biden being the president. And as a nurse, I am slightly panicking about Trump being a president. Oh, God damn it. Despite social issues. Even if I took that aside in his stupid fucking comments. I just as a nurse, I'm, I'm concerned. You know, mm-hmm. medic- medical safety of this country. <laughs> uh... If Trump wins again, which I hope he does not, I'm concerned about the way we look to other countries. I'm concerned about minorities' rights. I'm concerned about women's rights. I'm concerned about the Supreme Court. I'm concerned about the people he surrounds himself with is, yeah. is what I will end this with. Yes. Is when you're voting for the president, you are not just voting for the president. You are voting for their vice president. You're voting for their cabinet. You're voting for anyone that they appoint to courts. You're voting for the people that they surround themselves with and the people that they take advice with and the people that they listen to. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump does not listen to anybody. He is a narcissist and he surrounds himself with his narcissistic family and he profits off of the presidency and he, you know... It's just, he's a real piece of shit. I'm sorry. He's a piece of shit as a human being. He, w- he was a piece of shit before he was president, but he was like a, a harmless piece of shit before he was president. Yeah. You know. Um, uh, well, not really, except for the fact that he discriminated against people as far as renting from him, and he never paid contractors for the building that they did. So never mind. He was never harmless, but he was always a piece of shit. He didn't affect you directly. Right. And now Um, he affects everybody. Now he affects everybody. And I worry about the people that Donald Trump surrounds himself with more than I worry about Donald Trump, because he's an idiot. (laughs) Um. But he's a power-hungry idiot. He wants to get a rise out of it. He always wants to be the center of attention. I want my president. I I don't want to hear from my president for another four years. Right? (laughs) Crawl back into your little office, do your job, and I'll see you again in four years. Or I won't. Whatever. (laughs) Stop tweeting, is what I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) The Twitter needs to be taken away. I agree. I mean, I feel like we got our thoughts out there. No matter what, we hope you vote. We hope you know you matter. We hope you do something. And let's hopefully, God bless, we need to catch a break in 2020. So fingers crossed, guys, that things go well. Fingers crossed because it's going to be a rough first week of moving in with Kyle if it doesn't. 
<laughs> God bless his soul. <laughs> All right, on Kyle. that note, we're going to do a, a closing prayer for Kyle. <laughs> okay, till next time, Morgan, we're going to hang out with us. They can hang out with us on Instagram at Make It Work Podcast, on Twitter at Make It Work Pod, Facebook.com slash Make It Work Podcast, and Make It Work Podcast at gmail.com to email. Boom. All right, guys. Night. Love you, Morgan. Don't forget to vote. Love you, too. <laughs>